everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with... I'm by myself today. <laughs> yes, I am alone. And I will mention what I'm drinking today, because I actually did go to the liquor store and buy myself something. I just hit the microphone with it. It's called... Uh, it's It's wine, so... I don't want anybody to send in any letters that I'm not drinking beer. And I know I haven't been drinking beer in a while, but I am going to start drinking beer on the podcast. I, I, I think I am. I think uh, it helps me to loosen up a little bit. It helps me to, you know, get the creative juices flowing. But today I have a Petite Syrah from California, 2011. It's called Spellbound. I went into my local, uh, just a place down the street from me. It's called Hops and Grapes. It's fantastic. It's two store. It's a two story liquor store. It's friggin' amazing. And there's like 800 people that work there in the wine section because when it comes to beer, I know what I'm talking about. At least I think I do. But when it comes to wine, I am clueless. So I walked in there and I said, uh, "I wanted to try." I usually go for Pinot Noirs. I, when I go at Red, it's either Pinot Noirs or uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. And I decided to go with. A petite Syrah, because I don't drink petite Syrah, and they're very dry, like a dry red wine. And they gave me this stuff. It was $13.99. It's called Spellbound. Excellent so far. I'm, um, it's just me, so I'm about, uh, I'd say, 75% done the bottle. I think it's one more glass full, and I'll be uh, pretty liquored up. But it's Mother's Day, and that's what I'm here to talk about. In fact, we did something special today. Something a little thing, a little special. But before we get started, and I, before we talk about what I'm gonna, what we're gonna do, if you have any questions, I have to do this. By the way, if you have any questions about personal finance, including debt, income, uh, budgeting, or investing, shoot us an email with your questions to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And we didn't have a catchphrase this week, although we did say, I did say, I, not we, I did. Happy Mother's Day. That's our catchphrase this week. But if you want to send in your own submission, we've had a few. Uh, please send them via Twitter at Money Matters Man. That's our Twitter handle. And we really want to hear from you guys, and we want to answer your questions on the show. And we've been getting a lot of really great emails recently, like a lot of novel size emails, which are fan friggin' tastic. Love the novel size emails. You don't have to be that long, but hey, if you want to send in a long ass email, we would love to read them. It's like it's it's super gratifying to read these emails. I got to admit, love them. Bring them, keep them coming, and please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, in fact, at the end of this episode, I'm going to start, and and I think we're we're a little bit uh, ahead of the game. So you know, this I'm recording this on Friday before Mother's Day. So uh, the other episodes we have coming up after this have been already pre-recorded, so I won't be doing this. But I am going to read at the end of this episode. Uh, a few reviews that we've got on iTunes. Some good, some bad. Hey, you're going to have some bad reviews once in a while. It's going to happen. I mean, you can't you can't get away from that. You cannot. And uh, so, all right, let's get to the Mother's Day special, okay? Because it's Mother's Day. Again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We have a lot of female listeners. They, they may or may not be mothers, but if you are, in all sincerity, happy Mother's Day. It's a very, very... Big day for you. In fact, you should be doing absolutely nothing today except drinking petite Syrah and sitting on the couch or in bed, breakfast in bed. Yeah, the best thing ever. Make your family do that for you. I should probably do that for my mom. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I will. But I have to build her a Bura. That's my Mother's Day gift to my mom is building her a Bura. She doesn't want, I mean, she does want a Michael Kors bag, but that's kind of expensive. So her alternative was, hey, I bought this Ikea Bura. Why don't you build it for me? Hey, I will absolutely do that on Sunday. So that's what I'm going to do. So today's Mother's Day special is interesting because what we decided to do was <laughs> interview our moms. Yes. Yes, yes. I interviewed my mom at her house, uh, and we had a nice, lovely conversa conversation, which you'll hear first. And then Andrew interviewed his mom via Skype because she lives you know, a few more miles away. I'm only about 15 minutes away from my mom and my dad. 
and he's about, I don't know, maybe an hour away. So kind of, a, and he doesn't have a car. I mean, I have a car. I can just, I can just drive there. He did, Andrew doesn't have a car. We all know that story, but yes, we interviewed our moms. We talked to them about money, just general stuff about money. And, you know, it's funny because uh, I listened to both interviews uh, my mom, I recorded at my dad, of course, uh, I grew up in a recording studio. So, you know, the recording studios in the basement, we just went, we recorded some stuff. My mom was super, super nervous to get on the mic because she had anxiety all day over it. And I, I told her it's nothing to worry about. I mean, look, I'm doing this by myself now. I'm not even having a hard time. Also, the wine's helping. Not going to lie about that. The wine is helping. Okay. Uh, but she was super nervous about it. I think she did an amazing job as did Andrew's mom. Freaking awesome! I, I I was I'm I'm blown away. And you know what we're gonna do? Uh, we're gonna do the same thing for Father's Day. I know my dad's a super talker, so it should be a, that should be an interesting one. Andrew's dad? We don't know yet. We'll find out. Should be fun though. Uh, so I want to point out something. Uh, so my mom talks a little bit about her upbringing and how she was with money. My mom is very very good with money, and it's weird because in my family, uh, I'm terrible with money. Although I've gotten better, you know, but I started out really bad. My dad's really bad with money. My brother Chris, who's the youngest of, I have three brothers, he's the youngest. I'm pretty sure he's bad with money too. Although, I I mean, I don't know if I've ever talked to him about it, but yeah, I'm going to assume he's shitty with money. My brother Dan, the middle brother, however, very good with money. Don't know where he got that from. Although my mom has some her suspicions, but my mom is very good good with money, and she has an explanation for that, which is very good. What and I I'm, I don't want to spoil it because I'm going to play it in a second, but I'm going to say that teachers who any teachers out there, okay, if you're a teacher, I don't care what you teach, history, science, math, math especially though, teach your children personal finance at a very young age be that inspiration and you're going to hear that directly from my mom you're going to hear how how much she was inspired by somebody in school and uh and we'll take a break uh in between the interviews so the first interview we're going to do is my mom second interview we'll do with andrew and his mom and I'll, i'll jump in the middle give you guys a little overview of what happened in the interview and then we'll transition into Andrew's mom. So let's get it started. <laughs> I cannot believe this is happening. But uh, yes, uh, this is my mom. And we're going to talk about money. You're not a money person. You're fruit. But you're not like um, I don't like it. Like, uh, you're not like in Wall Street or no. doing any of that stuff. No. But where? How, what made you frugal? Like when? How does that? How, do, how does being frugal begin? Because Dan's frugal. My, our, you know, my, mm-hmm. your son, my brother, mm-hmm. super freaking frugal. Mm-hmm. I am not frugal. So how is he frugal and I'm not? And obviously he gets that from you, and I get mine from dad. I get my spending habits from dad. Clearly. Hmm. So you're wondering what makes me frugal? Mm-hmm. Was it your like? Was grandma frugal? No. Not at all. No, no. It was, um, I think looking back on it, there was a teacher I had in junior high school. He was a little edgy, long ponytail, very edgy. And he was a math teacher. Edgy like hippie. Hippie edgy. Yeah, definitely. And um, it was algebra, which everybody hated. But uh, Were you good at algebra? No, not really. See, I was very good at algebra. Yeah. No, it wasn't one one of my favorites, but, you know, I got through it. Anyway, on Fridays... Friday's class. Right. He prepared us for life. And he said, you know, I'm going to teach you something that you're never going to learn in school. They don't want you to learn. It's not in the curriculum. Taught us how to balance a checkbook. Taught us... Your algebra teacher t- taught you how to balance a checkbook. Mm-hmm. Taught us how to balance a checkbook. Uh, credit cards. You know, get them. You need credit. Pay them off. And that's really? What, yeah. And he's... A- a teacher in junior high, in junior high this. school, yes, yes, and it obviously wasn't part of the curriculum. Basically. It wasn't. So that's why I said he was a little, you know, a little over the top, but it was a great lesson. Taught us about saving money, save save your money, huh? Mm-hmm. 
And that, so that's where I think it, it came from. I liked that teacher. It was he was a great class. He was fun. Learned a lot. Really, and I think that's where it started. Yeah, it was algebra class. It was math so, teacher. So okay, and that's funny because I I'd assume. Oh, well, first of all, I didn't think that that would be a thing. I thought it, maybe your parents or no. So an actual st- actual teacher. See, this is why I think it's super important that we should teach this in school because I, I agree. Uh, case in point. Mm-hmm. Jesus. It was something he said, you're never going to learn. No teacher's ever going to teach you. This is something that we're going to do. It's, it's off the record. What, did he have, like, frugal classes? Did he... he didn't have frugal classes, but they were basics. You know, they were just basics. All right. So that, all right. But you were telling me that, and this is what, all right, so junior high was what? How, I guess, like 14, 15? Mm-hmm. And then um, you said you worked two jobs when you were 18. Mm-hmm. And... You, you just stored cash under your bed. Right. I was in the uh, food industry restaurant business. So you Just one job or two jobs? Two, three, whatever I could pick up. Always picked up extra hours. So I worked constantly. Mm. And this is after high school? After high school, yes. Did you work during high school? I did. I worked, believe it or not, at Geno's. What's that? It's no. Like, it's like a McDonald's, but it's... Yeah, it's like a McDonald's. Not the cheesesteak place in Philly. No, not, not oh, the okay. cheesesteak. No, no. Geno's was like the... Way before McDonald's. So, Hamburgers. And hamburger. Okay. Hamburger and fried chicken. You know okay. Kentucky fried chicken? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where it started. So I would work there almost. At, I picked up every hour I could pick up. Constantly worked. Went to school, got on a bus, went to work. Came home at 11 o'clock, went to school, got on a bus, went to work. And where'd you keep your money at? <laughs> In a shoebox under my bed. Why? <laughs> Wait, all right. Well, so... checks you would deposit. Okay, but, so you did have an account. I did have an account, yes. Yes. And you depo- and, and I was paid by check then. I was going to say, because you know how to balance a check bo- checkbook check, now. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't that. even know. How, I've never learned how to do that. Did you know that? I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the term means. Uh, obviously, they didn't teach you that in school. You didn't have that teacher I had. I think you should have taught me. <laughs> you or Dad should have taught me. I mean, I, I My parents I, didn't teach me. I don't even think Dad knows how to balance a I don't even checkbook. think my, my mother knew how to. No, in fact, I know my mother didn't know how to balance a checkbook because I had to do it for her. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. How come that knowledge, like, how come the frugal and the balancing checkbook, you didn't pass that down to me? I don't know. No, I didn't. So I wonder if that's... I guess I failed. <laughs> yeah, you failed. <laughs> I failed. I failed as a parent. Why? But I under... But, like, why Dan got it and I didn't? Chris didn't get it either, because I have three brothers. Right, but Dan took finance classes. In high school? Or college? In college. Yeah, but he was good before that, right? Wasn't he always, like... I, I think college... But he didn't, he, didn't have, like, work worked... high, he didn't work through high school. You did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he didn't. Huh. I just, I don't I want, now, like, I, I want to go back. You and, didn't like... have that math teacher I had, no. and you didn't have finance class. No. And, and I had economics, but that was, like, we just watched movies like Wall Street. We didn't mm-hmm. watch, we didn't do anything. So, well, you kept, uh, but you had cash under your bed, because you, why didn't you deposit that? Why did you Never had it... time. It just kept, it was, when oh. I was waitressing, it was all cash money, so it was tip money. Oh. And kept putting it in the shoebox, and it kept accumulating until I could get to the bank. But you have to understand, once I graduated high school, I worked day and night. I mean, there were day and nights, seven days a week. All seven, the time. All the time you all worked. All the time. All and the just time. Bank, stored just cash under your cash bed. Cash under my bed. Until I could get to until the bank, get, okay. and then I would put it in the bank. Did you? How much money did you save? How much Did you have a lot of money? Well, <laughs> I probably did. But you I, didn't spend it, obviously. I didn't when, spend when, it. When, I, I wore you, a uniform. I didn't have did to buy time? clothes. I didn't had no time. I didn't have a social life because I worked all the time. That was my social life. And you did that for a long time, obviously. Oh yeah, a long time. Mm-hmm. And you, so you had to, you had to have a lot of money. I had a lot of money. I could have bought a brand new car, cash. That's how much money I had. <laughs> so like fifteen thousand dollars. A little, probably a little more than that. It, mm-hmm. At eighteen, or probably after a little bit after that. I would say I was a little older than that. I would say 20, 21, 22. Do you still have any of that money from back then? No. That's don't all gone. I don't have any of that money, no. I a house. Yeah, because that's, exactly. Because mm-hmm. you told yeah, okay, me. I don't a house. But you had a, when you bought the, we, we lived in Philly. Mm-hmm. How long did you have that house for? About, almost five years. Oh, so not that, not long. Mm. So that's not, that's actually a really short time to have a house. Yeah. Why did you buy that house? We had, it was a. Strip, or what, what do they call that? Bro Homes? It was a row home in Philadelphia. In Philly, yeah. across mm-hmm. from a McDonald's, mm-hmm. across from the overpass. Right, on the, the Boulevard, Northeast Philly. Mm-hmm. Wh- why? 
And it was right down the street from Grandma. Like Correct. The next, Correct. Like literally the same street, I yeah. think. Yeah. Why? Why did I buy there? Yeah. It was affordable. It was in great condition. Uh, it was an estate sale. Mm. So furniture so was included. Died? Nobody died, oh. but the family was selling the house. Okay. An older couple who had died. And it was in great shape, great bones. And it was close to dad's parents. So I had babysitters close by. Oh. You buy it in cash? I didn't buy it in cash. We did mortgage it. But you put down a down payment. I put down a down and payment. And you had and that was your and money. And I had it. Because it's not dad's money. No, it was my money. My money I had saved. Right. It was our money, but yeah, money right. I had saved. Yes. But all right. So you bought a house. We lived there for five years. Mm-hmm. Why do we now we live well now you live in Williamstown, which is like what, twenty five minutes outside of Philly where mm-hmm. we were. Probably even longer, probably a like half hour because we were northeast. Right. Why? Why? Yeah, why Why freaking Williamstown? <sighs> Philly um, makes sense because it's like a, like a big city. But why this little tiny, like... Uh, you want to know how it happened? Yeah, I do. Okay. We're living on the boulevard. Okay? Right. Lots of traffic. Pregnant with my third. Mm. And decided I don't want to raise three kids on Roosevelt Boulevard in the city. Because now you're getting close to school age. You know, you were four. Mm. Going on five, and I'm thinking kindergarten, school, this was not a place that I wanted to raise a family. It was a great starter house, but not where I wanted to raise my family. So I was looking through the Inquirer. Right. And saw... It's a newspaper, by the way. newspaper, yeah. And saw an ad for a house that I thought we could afford. So Monday, I packed you all up in our old beat-up car. Right. What kind of car was it? I don't even know. I don't even know, but it was, we had no car payment. Okay. Okay. Drove to Williamstown from the directions in the newspaper. I had never been there before. Walked into a model home. Hmm. I loved it and said, this is a really nice house. I'd really like to buy it. What do I need? He goes, $100. You can leave a deposit on a lot. I said, I have $100. Do they still do that? It's not $100 now. It's 1000 or 2 Oh, okay. Yeah. I said, I have $100. So I picked out a lot and I gave him $100. Check. Okay. Came home, called the local realtor in the area, had him come out. Right. He listed the house that evening. Next day, it sold. In one day? In one day. Next day, couple came through, bought it. Okay. That shit doesn't happen anymore. Mm, well, it does. It happens, but okay. not too often. Right. So the first couple that came through bought it. So then I had to go back. And said, okay, I sold my house. Oh, let me go back. I left the deposit, but I told him it would be probably contingent upon me selling the mm. house. And mm-hmm. he was fine with that. Didn't sign a contract yet. What year was this? Now you're really, Hold on, testing, now I'm the, yeah. really testing me. Hold on. Well, I was four. Mm-hmm. So 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 87. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Math. So then I went back, and I told him, guess what? I sold my house. Fantastic. He says, we gotta do, we're going to do a contract. I said, okay. Now we're looking at down payment money. Mm. He wanted 10%. Well, I had already put most of my money into the first house. Yeah, but didn't you make money off of selling the house? Well, here's the situation. Now the house is sold. Where am I going to live while my house is being built? It takes five to six months to build a house. Grandmoms? That's not something I really wanted to do with three kids. Right. She lived in a small house. So luckily, luckily the couple who bought our house, were, they weren't married yet. Hmm. They allowed us to rent from them. So we closed, and we rented from them till our house was finished. How long was that? About four months. Oh, wow. That's a while. Yeah, about four months. Oh, so the house wasn't built yet. I mean, you were watching the house be built. I was watching built. the house be built. Mm-hmm. Like I did mine. Mm-hmm. Watched, our, watched yes. my house be built. Yep. Okay, so uh, I ha- once we sold the house, we had some equity. We actually made money. I was able to put down the nice deposit. How much? Percentage-wise, you don't... 10%. Okay. So I was able to put 10% down on the house. And then the rest is history. You're still here. And I'm still here. I'm putting money into the house. More and more money. (laughs) Like, you... and Yeah. Because, I mean, look... But when you think about it, I didn't know Williamstown, didn't know the area, didn't know what it was like. I just knew anything was better than where I was. You know, it's funny. What if I were to stay in the school system in Philadelphia? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have had that algebra teacher teach me. Well, you didn't grow up in that same area. No, right? I grew up in Delaware County. All right. Still, though. 
Wait, would you go to a Catholic high school or a public high school? Public. Or or or, or junior high. Public. So it was public. So it, it was, wasn't Catholic. New. You would dad know. went to Catholic school. Yes. So the guy that taught you was not probably not. It wasn't a my, priest. My hippie math teacher. Yeah. Hippie math teacher. <laughs> there should be more hippie math teachers out there. Hey, he was great. He was great. It was a class that I really didn't like algebra, but it was a class that I looked forward to because he he made it fun. He made math class fun. And so, all right. At this point, you bought two houses. This was my second our our second house. Mm-hmm. Did you like? I mean, because you're in real estate now. Mm-hmm. Is that did that have anything to do with it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was so exciting watching your house being built, going, driving down here 45 minutes, watching your house being built, packed all your kids up in the car. It was just, a, it was very exciting. Really? Yeah. A lot of, really exciting. And that, you think that's why you got another Oh, it estate? definitely was. Mm-hmm. Definitely was. Mm-hmm. Huh. Because I know how happy and excited I was to move into my new home. And that was something that I thought, well, I wanted to do. And so I'm still doing it. And it's 20 years now. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, all right. So, so selling new homes is more about changing lives because moving to Williamstown was life-changing for us. There was no way I was raising three boys in the city of Philadelphia. You didn't stand a chance. Well, maybe. So we moving into that new home in Williamstown was life-changing. It was a great. ended up being a great school system. You had a yeah. great, great upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, the school system was good. Mm-hmm. So it was life changing. You made a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. You had a big backyard to play in. Mm-hmm. Never would have had that in Philadelphia. No, no. that would have been totally different. It, it. Uh, I probably would have been on drugs. Exactly. So that's why I was so driven to get out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have been on drugs. I would have had a ton of like Asian friends. Uh, yeah, I probably would have been spending my life keeping you out of jail. Oh my god. Yeah. So good decision, right decision. But I had no clue really what I was doing. All I knew is I had the drive to get out of. Philadelphia. Would you have put me in a Catholic school if I if we stayed in <laughs> the Catholic school was really not a whole lot better. But that's where I would have gone. right? You would have gone to Catholic school. Yeah, it was literally right up the street, but, yeah, walking, walking distance. distance. Yeah, yeah. But did it, did um did you was Williamstown High School there when we bought? Not the new one, but no, it was, it was oh, the older okay, Williamstown no, High School. Right. So you didn't buy it purposely to be super close to the high school because we were super close. We're super close. I'm but telling you, it, it was all totally accident. It was just like it was a house I could afford in an area with a big backyard and interesting, better than where we were. And how are you with money now? I'm a saver still. Still, yeah, I save. But you don't keep it in cash under the bed. No. Wait, do you? Because uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned because what I found out later in life is that my whole family. Um, was taking money from me, and I didn't even know. <laughs> they found my stash under the bed and were helping themselves. And Dad would have taken money, too, if he would have known you stashed under <laughs> yeah, the bed. Yeah, even my own father was taking money, and I never even knew it. Huh. Yeah. What, they, you found that out later? You didn't know then? No, later in life, my sister finally fessed up. She goes, you know. How long? When was this? Uh, she probably told me this about five years ago, jokingly. No because, yeah, she needed a little, um, she needed some money, and I was able to help her out. And then uh, she fessed up one night. You know, you know, we were taking money out from your shoebox under the bed. Even Dad was doing it when he was running short. Holy shit. And, and I never even knew it. Like, I didn't count it. I used to just work, empty right, my pocket, and throw it in there. And Wait, I w- how would you not want to count that, though? And, like, keep it in nice, I neat bundles? You know what? If you, if you knew the way I, my work schedule, it mm-hmm. was a, I, I didn't have time to really. I would come home, change, go to the right to the next job. I mean, it was really just no time. N- not even time to count. Like, I would... You used to have like change. I there would was count. No free time. I would love I had counting. Change. Absolutely no free time. Worked worked all the time. You still feel that way. I still feel like I work all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Never, nothing's changed. No. Except instead of keeping money under your bed, you keep it it's in a in bank, bank account. Mm-hmm. Do you have what kind of? Is it an online bank? Do you have it on ING? Mm-hmm. Or yes. whatever it's called now, Capital yes. One. Capital. Yep. How come you don't invest? Fear. Of. I don't know. I think having money in the bank makes me feel secure, I, and it goes way back. I just like having money. But why not, like, and put it into the stock market? Fear of, lo- of losing. Losing it. Yeah. You don't gamble. No. Never? No, I'm not a risk. No. Except lottery. You play lottery. A couple bucks. Still. A couple bucks for a big payoff, you know? Now, I'm surprised that, well, did your did your parents gamble? No. Ever? No. Like, bookie stuff? No, no, no. Because no. dad's no. family's like that. They were all like that. Yeah. Grandma liked the, the casinos. She liked, she liked the casinos, but it was just a pastime. And I think wasn't um, Pat's dad or Pat's brother a bookie? 
I'm not gonna ask him about this on Father's <laughs> yeah, Day. Yeah, you can you can talk to Dad on Father's Day yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, but so you keep all the money in ING, and you have one account, or you have two accounts. You have a checking account. And I, have a savings se- account. I have several. You have several accounts. Mm-hmm. Why do you have several accounts? I just just keep of, it to mm-hmm. keep it separate. Yeah, I have some that you know I have accessibility to, and do you know like do you have an account like for this is a vacation fund? Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you just have different accounts for different like different you, things. Mm-hmm. Different things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can do that in one account with <laughs> Capital know. One 360 I know. now. I know. They just segment the money out. I know, but Capital One's not the m- real convenient. No. Well, it takes, what, yeah, three days? Co- of, right. So know. sometimes I, I need money. So you have... Like maybe you need help or family member needs help. I, I need to have access. And you just put that quickly. money into... Quickly. Local banks, you mean? Correct. Mm-hmm. Multiple local banks or just the same bank with multiple accounts? Multiple banks. You have more than one bank account mm-hmm. locally? Yes. Do you, are you at Monroe Savings by any chance? No, I'm not. Okay. All right. So it seems to be a pattern throughout my whole life that when people need money in the family, they You're the know bank. who to call. Yeah. <laughs> I am the bank, yeah. You're I'm the bank. bank. Mm-hmm. Was any of anybody else in your family frugal like you, or you were the only one? I was the only one. And probably because of that teacher. I really do believe that was that teacher. Jesus. You know, when we talked about doing this interview, and you said, My, geez, Mom, you're a saver. None of us are. Why? And then I realized. That was it. That was it. That was kind of the aha moment that day was like, wow. That's weird. Save money. Okay. Hmm. So I saved every penny, and I worked hard. I worked hard and long hours. Right. So um, if you had one piece of advice, <laughs> to, to about it can be about money or whatever, to somebody, or just to me, if you impart one piece of knowledge Cash on me. is king. Cash? And that's what, what he taught I... me. Cash is king. I heard that yesterday somewhere. Mm-hmm. Cash is king. But what the hell does that mean, though? Everything cash. My first car. I could have bought a, a really nice car. Not like Expensive physical car. cash. You mean just having, mo- having, having the money to buy something. Li- liquid assets. Liquid mm-hmm. assets. Mm-hmm. Cash is king. Huh. And that's what he taught me. And he was right. My first car, I could have gotten a loan very easily. Right. For well, anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bought a $700 car and I ran it into the ground. Hmm. Ran into the ground. But I bought a cash. Why? But you wouldn't do that now, would you? Would you buy a piece of shit car now? My car's paid off. <laughs> I, uh, I don't it... like having a payment. Yeah. Uh. As soon as I can pay them off, I pay them you off. You paid off that car faster than you should have. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just don't understand how you how we I didn't get any of this. How did I not get any of this? Dad, do any does, Dad doesn't have it. Well, I know that, but I have one. You have I, one credit card. Yeah, but I pay it off as soon as. And you've always done that. Always. You've always paid off your credit card. Yes. Why did I not know that? <laughs> About me, or what why don't you? Yeah, why like, didn't you learn it? Well, same both. How do I not like? How I, am I? I think you've come a long way. I have, but in a in the past year. Not for my whole life, but it's weird because Dan is like that. But I don't know if you ever imparted that knowledge on him, or he just kind of picked it up. I don't think raising you, there was ever talk about money. No, we never really. I, t- I mentioned on the show before, like when I get the when I got the credit card in the mail when I was eighteen, mm-hmm. Dad and you were just like, "Don't open it." <laughs> it wasn't like, "Here's what you do," right? You know, because I, I opened the credit card and just never paid it off. Uh, of course, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, credit cards—it's important to have credit, right? It is important. Uh, yeah. Well, because you couldn't have got a house without credit, right? Right. Couldn't have got a loan for that. Yeah, house. because no credit is worse than having right. bad, bad credit. credit. Yeah, right. All right. Well, that's it. It was easy, right? Yeah, but I don't like it. You don't have to like it. I don't like it. It's it's not... See, and that's the thing. Like, it's every, not interesting. I Well, it, it isn't to you and me, perhaps. I think it would be interesting to me. I think it's interesting. It's interesting. You know what's interesting is the, is the teacher story. Uh, it was, you know what? It was like my aha. I'm like, what? you know, he's right. I was a saver. Where did I get that? And I remember him saying to me loud, cash is king. Save your money. Right. Cash is king. But that, like, that, that one piece of knowledge alone mm-hmm. would make for the whole thing. And I can, I can still see him in my, I mean, I, I can't remember his name. But I can see him. Long ponytail in the back. I don't remember. Dressed to the nines in the suits and ties that matched. I mean, he, was, he spent all his money on clothes. Hmm. And he drove an old car. Hmm. And, he, and I, I didn't remember what my father was out shopping for cars. I'm like, no, I want a car I can pay cash. And fighting with my dad. He's like, get this car. Nice it's safe. Car. It's safe. I'm like, no, I don't want a car payment. 
Is this still running? Yeah. So we had a big fight, and then I was working, and one of the waitresses says, I'm trying, I'm selling a car. I go, what is it? She goes, it's a, it's a gremlin with a <laughs> denim interior. I go, wait. She goes, I'll drive wait. it to work tomorrow. You can look at it. <laughs> you say denim interior? Yeah, denim in- Levi's. Levi's interior, they call no, it. No, that's not a thing. Well, it was then, okay? They had jeans yeah, was, as the car. Yeah it, as the, the, yeah, it was denim material with, like, the orange stitching. It was hideous. It was totally hideous. Okay. But anyway. It was, it was a gremlin. It was seven hundred. It was seven fifty. I got her down to seven hundred. Gave her cash, and I ran that car for three years. I drove it to Florida twice, back and forth. Luckily, my brothers and my father were able to work on cars, so when it needed maintenance, right, they were able to to work on it, and it didn't mm-hmm. cost me anything. But then finally, you know, it was just there was nothing left to it, and then I got a car payment. Hmm. Hmm. So you got, so eventually you gave it. Yeah, them. but I mean, think about the way I, I bought nothing. Right. I was living in We had to get to work. I had to get to work, so I needed wheels. But that, I didn't need car because I would take the bus. When I first started working in high school, I would get a school bus would drop me off. Mm-hmm. I would walk three miles to the house, change, walk another mile to get on public transportation, take the bus, and then 11 o'clock at night, my father would come pick me up. Hmm. Because I didn't work in a really good neighborhood, but wouldn't it Upper Darby? Yeah, but it was changing. You know, it was starting to change. And kind of you sh- didn't want to be down there alone, eleven o'clock. Upper at night. Darby is kind of shitty now. Oh gosh, it's terrible now. I hate to see what Lower Darby looks like. Uh, it's just, wouldn't want to be there now. But. Also, your nickname. Hmm? It's also it's also your nickname. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it is. That's I. That's weird. It is weird. So I mean, that's that's it. I've always worked long and hard my whole entire life. And cash is king. Cash is king. And you had a good teacher? I had a, not all good teachers, but he no, right. he really um, took the time, thought it was important. Interesting. Probably For, took a risk. But, yeah, I'm sure he did. But. Whatever. Something good came out of it. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, well, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. And, uh. Will you come back on? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, I've had anxiety all day over all right. this. <laughs> and it's over now. You don't, have to, you don't have to deal about it anymore. Oh, thank you. You can breathe it's a over. sigh of relief. All right. How good was that? Right? Oh, my God. This wine is delicious. Uh, okay. Not going to lie. I listened to the whole thing as I was playing through. I was drinking a little bit. Mmm. Mmm. Petite Sarah. Love it. Oh, my God. It's good. Anyway, how how good was that? In fact, I want you guys to email us. ListenMoneyMatters at gmail.com. Let us know how that interview went. Okay? And we're going to listen to Andrew's mom next. I want to hear how that interview went as well. I want feedback. Is this cool? Is this weird? <laughs> I mean, I know it's weird because, you know, moms. But anyway, to get started, we're going to move right on to Andrew's mom now. So Andrew interviewed his mom through Skype, and Andrew and I had a very different upbringing, okay? In fact, like his mom is also good with money, just like my mom's good with money. But here's the difference, okay? His mom imparted her knowledge onto him which is why he's so good with money. Thanks, Mom! But happy Mother's Day. <laughs> uh, wine. Anyway, a uh, few things I want to point out about Andrew's mom. Uh, very good. She's, she can talk, that lady. I like her. She's got spunk. And she's got that, that, that New York accent. That North Jersey accent. Ugh. But hey... It doesn't sound anything like Andrew. Andrew lost that accent. Or maybe he didn't. Send in your send in what you think. <laughs> Listen, money matters at gmail.com. So his mom worked very hard, just like my mom. She's very in the clothes and, and she went to concerts. That's what she spent her money on in her early days. As did my mom. In fact, my mom met my dad at a concert because my dad was a musician. You'll find out about that on Father's Day. But Andrew's mom. Very into clothes, very into concerts. And she thought, I mean, she worked very hard. Look, it, it, there's a theme here, okay? 
Our moms were working moms. They worked very, very hard. And they saved their money because money was important to them because they worked so hard for it. Okay? Both were very watchful of their money. It's very interesting. And it's, and it's, I find it weird that, I, you know what? I don't, maybe I don't find it weird, but it, it's just, it's interesting and it's super inspiring to hear our moms talk like that to us. I think for the first time, that's the first time I've ever had a conversation with my mom like that. And I'm sure this is the same with Andrew. And Andrew, Andrew treated his mom like he was doing an actual interview. I just sat in a room with my mom. My mom was nervous. So I sat in a, in a room with her. We had some coffee together. And we were just kind of bullshitting. Andrew, Andrew was professional about it. Very, very professional. But also it's his mom. So without further ado, I want you to tune in. I'm hope, I hope you're still listening. Because this is good shit. I'm telling you. Uh... Right now, we're going to listen to Andrew interview his mom. And again, happy Mother's Day, everybody. Here we go. Um, tell me, how did you learn how to, you know, handle money? Um, I guess when I was young, like let's say 11, 12 years old, I was babysitting and I just saved my money because there were things that I wanted to buy. And I just realized that I needed to, you know, have a job so that I could have the money because my family didn't have, you know, a whole lot of money. And um, so I just always worked. And it meant a lot to me, the money that I made, because I had to work hard. So you saved on your own? Like, did, did your parents save and you kind of learned saving from them? No, I don't think I learned. I My mother told me to save money for a rainy day, but I didn't learn to save from them. I learned to save because they didn't give me any money. So if I wanted to buy something like a new top or, you know, whatever I wanted, I kind of needed to save money for myself. So... So, um, did, does that mean you're kind of like frugal? Like you wouldn't buy like crazy expensive things? Like how did you... I guess in the beginning, I certainly didn't, you know, um, but then as I got older, you know, uh, I went from babysitting to maybe working in a restaurant uh, as a hostess, then working in a store. So in a store, maybe I got a discount, but I, you know, got a little more money per hour. Um, So it was a little easier to make more money to buy, you know, just the things that I wanted. Basically, it was clothes at the time, you know, clothes or let's say tickets to uh, to concerts as I got older. Um, but yeah, again, I guess because I worked hard, uh, the money did mean a lot to me. So I, you know, I kind of watched where it was going. So, I mean, and this was how you handled money and you, you were pretty young. like Yes, that. yes. So, because then you eventually got like a, like a, like fancy job, you know, you're working for a bank, doing like a whole thing. Uh, and uh, you were living by yourself at that time? Um, no, I lived, my parents got divorced. I was living with my dad, but then I was dating my, well, my boyfriend now, my husband, your dad. Um, so uh, my dad moved from uh, Queens to California. So I was without a place. So then um, my boyfriend at the time, your dad, and I got an apartment together kind of to save money, uh, you know, with the expectation that we were going to get engaged and get married. So that kind of shared and saved expenses, you know, sharing the rent and the food and all of that. Um, Did that change, like, your whole, like, perspective of money now that you had to kind of live with someone else? You had to, you know, have a place as opposed to living with your parents? Like... No, money was always important in that I wanted to be able to have um, certainly a decent apartment, certainly with no vermin running through it. Um, And, you know, I I still felt like I worked very hard for my money. So we got an apartment that we could afford, you know, the rent. And we were watchful of our utilities and we were watchful of our 
um, going out money and our food budget. You know, we would make budgets. Uh, How did you budget back then? Pretty much pen and paper. We wrote down the things that we had to pay, like let's say the train to get to work, you know, the obvious, the rent and things like that. And we would give ourselves, you know, an allowance, you know, which would be for coffees, teas, lunches, whatever we were going to do during the week. Um, It was really pretty short of what it could cover, but um, we tried to stay within it because we collectively didn't have that much money to cover all our bills. Um, Your dad at the time was still going to school uh, at night as well as working during the day. So again, money still was uh, hard. You know, it was, it was something we worked hard to have. So we really didn't blow it, but that's, but we did go out to eat. We did go to movies. We did go to concerts. So, but we just tried to stay within our budget. So where did, where did you learn like this budgeting thing? I mean, like, did you just kind of like make it up on your own? Um, I think we did. I think between your father and I at the time, again, we weren't married yet, but we just realized we had X amount of money coming in. We had a certain amount of bills going out. And anything that didn't have to get paid was, I guess, what we called extra. And, you know, and under that umbrella would be, let's say, our food budget if we went to the supermarket so that, you know, we could, you know, spend more or less. And we just saw what worked and what didn't work and pulled back when we would overdraw the checking account because we, you know, went over budget. So that's how we learned trial and error, really. So, um, when you guys, uh, got married, um, you know, and then you had me and then, yes. and then you had Lisa, my, my sister. Yes. Um, did that change your, your whole perspective on things? Well, I guess when I had you, I was still working. So we had my salary, my bonus and your father's and he was still at school <laughs> at night at the time. So I had you, and I guess I thought I was going to be going back to work, but your father and I decided that I would stay home and take care of you. We thought that would be the best thought, and we had some money coming in from my job from when I left, uh, I guess some extra bonus money, some extra money that they had put away towards uh, whatever, I forget what it was, Um, and uh, we made it through one year and we just tried to live, uh, within budget as much as we can. And, uh, it was something that we both wanted to do. You know, I could have gotten another job. Money would have been a little easier, but I I couldn't leave you. (laughs) Your little face kept calling me. So we just made it work. I guess when you want to do something, you can usually find a way to make it work. And we did, you know, by the time Lisa came along four years later, you were a little bit of a tough baby there. So we waited (laughs) a bit. Um, You know, money was a little bit easier then. your father, you know, got his MBA. Um, He was making more money. We were more used to, you know, not having my salary. He was making more to compensate. We still tried to live within our budget, but we had expanded the budget to be, you know, covering, you know, a little more. Plus it's hard. It's hard to budget when you have children anyway. Lots of things come up that you can't really, you know, plan for. And, um, you know, good, good thing. Like, I'm good point. Like, how do you budget with kids in mind? Like, how do you kind of handle your money when it's, I guess, crazy? Well, you try to foresee what could, you know, be coming up. Like, let's say, um, you know, you get sick or, you know, extra doctor visits. Um, There's certainly some extra clothes, you know, in there. You've got diapers and formula, lots of things you didn't have before. You try to put an amount that you think will cover it based on what the month before was and the month before that. But things just always uh, crop up that you can't expect. Um, so then you just have hopefully some miscellaneous money and that might, you know, dig into, you know, a a weekend out, you know, for dinner or something. You you just try to find a way or you just, uh, you know, make it through, um, 
until the next month and, you know, borrow a little ahead and then even it out or, yeah. So it sounds like when, when Lisa came along, things kind of evened out and it was like getting better and things were more under control. Um, so before Lisa, what was like some of the hardest times you had with money? Well, during that time as well, that money was tighter because we lost, you know, we decided to forego my salary for me to stay home. Um, you know, your father at the time might have made some job changes, you know, bettering his career, but it was still, um, it was scary. You know, you're taking a risk, you leave something that you know, you know, is a known entity, but maybe you're not happy with it for, you know, a variety of reasons. So you um, know the devil you have, you don't know where you're going to make the move. It's, uh, you know, with the baby and, you know, which is a new situation anyway, um, you know, having a child, uh, it, it, it was, it was, we had some, you know, unnerving times, but we have a good relationship. So we just weathered it together. Always, um, felt like if we had a positive attitude and came from a good place, like good karma, um, did the right thing, it would just work out. So the money worked out, me staying home with you worked out. Um, and your father and I are still working out. So that's, a, that's a very good thing. So we must be doing something right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I know budgeting, uh, but like, are, is there any like specific tip having gone through like such a long time working, not working, money was very tight. I remember you guys went to the supermarket with a calculator, you know, um, until now when you guys have kind of broken through and, and now you're not living by the seat of your pants. So like, is there any kind of tips you have? Like, well, it's, it's hard to live within budget, but if you set yourself that you will do it, you know, if you have like the reason that you're going to do it, you know, your, your, um, your future thought expectational plan, um, that helps give you the impetus to stay there. Uh, some of the things that we did were like, um, when I did work, I had, uh, money taken out of my pay at the time you could buy bonds or there was also, we did something, uh, through savings, like what they called a vacation club. I don't know what they have now, but anyway, it was money taken out of your pay before you get your pay. So it was a forced, you know, a forced way to save. If it's not going to be in your checkbook, you can't spend it. So we always knew it was there. Should there be an emergency, you know, I was able to, you know, let's say cash in the bonds if I needed to, um, or draw on that vacation amount of money. Um, but you know, knowing that it's there, uh, is a comfort and you, it helps you to stay within your budget and you've saved at the same time because it's very hard to have the money in your checking in your checkbook and say, okay, well, all of this, you, you know, here's the rent money, here's the food money, utilities. Now I'm going to take money and put it into savings when maybe you want to do something else, like go to the movies or this or that. But if it's not there for you to take, if it's been taken out already, it, mm. it's um, out of sight, out of mind. It just, it worked for us. So, so these things that came out of your check before it, it arrived in your checking account, um, you were able to access them at any time if you wanted to. Well, uh, yeah, yes and no. Yes. I mean, if we did access like, you know, um, like I said, if we bought the bonds and you took them early, you're going to lose, you know, you're not going to lose. You, you buy the bonds at half price or whatever it is. And so you certainly not getting the full, you know, value of it. Um, and the vacation funds, I imagine there would have been a penalty, but it wasn't steep. Uh, and we didn't certainly take a lot of money out in the beginning. Maybe it was like twenty five dollars. Um, you know, to, to put to, towards savings. But I don't know. I just think that's a, a, a good way to do it, you know, because again, if you don't have it in your hand, you're not going to spend it as easily. You might rethink that extra coffee or whatever it is that you feel you want to buy. And then when you have this money at the end of whatever it is, six months, 12 months, you're like, you're very excited because you can't believe you have whatever it is. $500 or $1,000, whatever you've set aside to, you know, to have it accumulate towards, it's, it's like very empowering to have that much money that you've saved and have stayed within your budget and, you know, lived your life along the way 
during that time. It wasn't like you stayed in the house the whole time. So, I mean, you you have this like $1,000, $500, and like you said, it, it's very empowering. Like, how did you keep yourself from then spending it? Like buying oh, like, a no, TV my, or... Well, at the end of the time of, let's say, when that vacation money, for example, you know, at the end of the year, then your father and I would say, well, do we want to go on vacation? Do we, what do we need? Do we need this? Do we need that? Um, you know, maybe the first time it certainly helped us because when I stopped working and we had you and we had some bills come in that maybe we didn't expect, it helped us get over the hump. So just having some money aside for a rainy day, whatever you're going to ultimately use it for, we knew it was hard to save that money. We certainly didn't blow it. Um, so it just, it filled the need, whatever it was. Like I said in the beginning, it, it filled the need of uh, the gap between my salary and your father's. Um, down the road, it was, you know, maybe we saved more than, you know, that. And, you know, we did use it towards vacation. So we felt good about that, that we didn't go into debt to go away. Um, just different things as, as the year, you know, as it went along. So, um, you, you and dad helped Lisa and I, uh, more me than Lisa, a lot in terms of college and, and getting our, our feet like firmly planted in the world, you know, uh, how did you plan for that? Because that is like above and beyond the normal life expenses. Um, well, we did more than help you. We, we paid your tab, you, you and your sister. I mean, she didn't finish college for her reasons, but, um, I, you I paid, I paid for a fair amount. Well, I mean, I messed up oh, a you, lot. You, but. Paid, you paid for mistakes. We paid your tab. You had no debt coming out of it, but anyway, we don't, have to talk about that. Well, you're fast forwarding like 18 years into, you know, when we started out our family and now, you know, you're in college. So um, we definitely had saved some money by then. Um, you know, we were making more money by then. Um, and we, we, you and I, you, your father and I, you know, picked a college that was within budget that you were happy to be going towards. So it wasn't um, going to be a massive amount of, you know, debt that either your father and I would have taken on or you would have had to have loans for. So, you know, again, it's living within your means. You know, there's many choices to be made for anything that you're going to think about. Um, bottom of the line, middle, top of the line, you got to pick what's right for you. You know, uh, top of the line doesn't always mean the best, you know. So, um, I, I know that you have like a, a, a ton of stories packed away, like of, of money things when you had tough times and just, I remember you used to have to cross the Brooklyn bridge just to get, I mean, it would be like $8 or whatever to go visit grandma and grandpa, but so that you can get free dinner. Do you yes. have any, do you have any like, uh, like interesting story to share? Like just to kind of end on. Um, I guess, uh, it just all is a part of, uh, my life, your father and my life. Um, I find these stories almost endearing. They were hard at the time, you know, uh, yes, we had to cross the bridge to go see grandma and grandpa. And it was like at the time an $8 toll. Plus we would go and get donuts because we didn't want to go empty handed. So that was another couple of bucks. And it was, it was just hard, but you know, they saw, you know, all of us family and, um, fed us. And, uh, it just is all part of our life, my life. So uh, all the stories mean a lot to me because it's uh where where i'm from and who i have become and hopefully you and lisa uh your sister have you know uh a good space to be in um you don't have to or didn't have to worry about money like i did when you we were younger uh but i hope i gave you a good sense of the value of it that it's important to, you know, work towards and to give, you know, to help others as well, you know, just not just about yourself and, uh, well, you know, I, I could say that, uh, you and dad both instilled the vast majority of my money knowledge and appreciation for, you know, budgeting and, and staying within your means. 
And um, it just so happens that uh, you actually came up with the name Listen Money Matters. Yes, I did. When, <laughs> yes, I did. When and the, it's really pretty good, huh? It is, it is pretty good. And we didn't know we were going to do a podcast then. So really, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> so it was It was almost karmic. It was, uh, yeah, it was clairvoyant of me to have. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it is not Mother's Day today while we're recording it. But um, since people will be listening to it on Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. I love you. I love you, too. Um, and, and thanks for coming on. Okay. I'm glad you had me. Glad I could be a part of it. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Okay. See you Mother's Day. See you Mother's Day. Yes. <laughs> Good night. All right. Wow. Holy crap. We interviewed our moms on a podcast. I don't know why I think that's so awesome of us, but it definitely is. Come on. <laughs> Come on. No, no. Actually, that uh, – I'm super glad we did it because I, I think uh, – I know I did, and, I, and I'm sure Andrew did. We created a little bit of a bond with our moms that we didn't, maybe didn't have before, which I think is awesome. And to to talk about Andrew's mom a little bit, uh, first of all, she was younger. She was spending her money on clothes and concerts, okay? And now, now I didn't spend my money on clothes, but I can totally dig the concert thing. Hell yeah, okay. And and she had a gr- a great quote, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read this quote because I wrote it down when I was listening to it. She wrote, or she said, money meant a lot. Because she worked so hard. Now, what's interesting about that, it seems like a simple quote, but I, it, it's, it's super important. important. I'm going to put it on the website. Because think about it. Time is money, okay? When you work, that is super. And when you get that money, you earn that money. You have to develop this mindset that that money is really important. You worked hard for that money, so you better treat her right. Am I wrong? No, I'm right. Am I right or am I right? I'm right. All right. She said she was very watchful of her money. She had a, a budget with uh, Andrew's father that they used a pen and a, a pen and a piece of paper. What what what? We have mint. We have computers now. There is no excuse anymore. They're on a pen and paper. They gave themselves they gave themselves allowances. I'm sorry for the stuttering and the slurring. It's the wine, people. I've been drinking a lot today. It's Friday. Come on, let me have a day. Oh, it's so Friday. Anyway, she had a... <laughs> it's, actually, it's supposed to be Sunday. She used a pen and a piece of paper. That's how they budget it. And they gave themselves allowances, which is crazy. And you know what? Another thing she said that I found interesting... And I, and I totally agree with this statement. She said, when you want to do something, you will find a way to make it work. Now, I've always lived by this. If you want something bad enough, you will figure it out. You will. She had Andrew and, and, and his father was still going to night school. They figured it out. Okay. Now, I don't know if that was risky or not. Maybe it was. That's okay. But they figured it out. Two smart people together with a child, they figured it out. Anyone can do it. And if you, if you really want it, you will figure it out. I promise. You have to really want it, though. And, and she did mention it was hard to budget with kids. And it's hard to foresee the future. I get that. All right? Even, even as a single bachelor now, it is hard to foresee the future. And it's hard to budget now. Even without kids. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when I have kids. If I ever have kids. We'll see. Uh, and and <laughs> I want to bring up one more thing too before we wrap things up. Because I'm going to wrap things up. I promise. I know I've been talking a lot between the interviews. But uh, send us what you think. Listen, money matters at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this episode. Because it's it's a little different than what, we've no- than what we've normally done. See, that's wine talking. Okay. My mouth's getting dry. I need more wine. Hold on.
Mm. Oh, that's that is good. Tart, tart and dry. It's like a weird thing. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't know this, and in fact, I'm gonna rag Andrew next time I talk to him. Andrew's mom came up with the name Listen Money Matters. How do I? I'm part of this business. I didn't know where the name came from. Apparently, it comes from An- Andrew's mom came up with it. That's how important our moms are to us. They come up with our business names. They 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 get on our podcast. They do this for us. So we owe it to them to give them the best Mother's Day ever. Don't you think? I think so. I want to thank my mom. I want to thank Andrew's mom for coming on the podcast, bearing their souls, talking to us, talking to their sons, their eldest sons about them growing up, about how they handle money. Super awesome of both of them. It's, uh, I, again, I can't thank them both enough for being on the podcast. Super awesome. I, I can't, I can't say it enough. And I, to me and from Andrew, happy Mother's Day to any mothers out there, to our mothers out there. Teach your children about personal finance. That's what I want to leave you with. My mom didn't, although I'm sure she wished she had. Andrew's mom did. Look at where Andrew is. Look at where I am. And there's your proof right there. A small, controlled group experiment right there. Can't get any better than that. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I'm, I hope you listened to the whole episode. If you didn't, that's okay. It's always available for download whenever you want to go back and listen to it. I know it's Sunday. I know you're probably chilling out with your moms or you're, you're doing something else, whatever you're doing. All right, but if you have any questions and you'd like us to answer them, please email us. ListenMoneyMatters at gmail.com. I've been saying it the entire episode. I've been saying ListenMoneyMatters at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you guys. We really do. All right, and if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen. In fact, I promised that I was going to do this this episode. I'm going to read some reviews. Now, this is going to be ridiculous because I'm going to read a few reviews. I'm going to read some bad ones. I am. Why not? Nah, you know what? Nah, maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't figure it out. All right, but I'm going to read first one on the reviews list on iTunes. The first good one, because the first two are fucking terrible. Mm. But here's one. Five stars for a reason. This is Malamet guy. Malamute guy. Great podcast that's informative, helpful, and funny. SR1 Productions, both informative and attentive. Highly recommend it. Whether you're a financial wizard or a beginner, you will learn something valuable from this podcast and have a few laughs in between. Thank you, SR1 Productions. Thank you, Malamute guy. All one word. Here's another good one. Mm, I like this one. Shakaz. Sh- no, sh- Shazak. Shazazg. All right, I'm going to spell it. S-H-A-Z-Z-A-K. Shazg. I can't do it. Personable, funny, witty, and charming. Both Andrew and Matt seem to know what they're doing. I'm glad the word seem is in there because we seem to know what we're doing. I like their unconventional tips and tricks for saving money while emphasizing that it's okay to spend a little too. Great job, smiley face. And one more for the road. One more. And one more sip of wine. Before I read this. Mm. Mm. So good. Moneyblogger34 says, The guys are relatable and have a compelling and fun conversations about money. I really enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Moneyblogger34. Guys, keep sending in the reviews. Please, please send in the reviews. They are so awesome. We love hearing them. I cannot end the podcast without mentioning Mint. It's a free tool. Our parents, our mothers didn't use them because they used pen and paper. Can you believe it? Pen and paper. So we have a new tool. It's 2014. It's called Mint. It's free. It's so friggin' free. And it's what Andrew and I use to keep track of our total financial portfolio. Andrew and I also wrote a book about how to use this free tool. Which costs some money, but that's okay. You got to spend a little money to make a little money, I think. 
You can download it at MasteringMint.com, and if you enter the promo code PODCAST, you will get $5 off the book. It's normally $29, but you will get it for $24. Last but not least, if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management, we're always writing new stuff and posting up new episodes of this show at listenmoneymatters.com slash show. And I want you to email us about that page, listenmoneymatters.com slash show. And you can email your feedback again to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. I'm, I'm, I am beating a dead horse here, but I really want you guys to email in because it is the coolest thing ever. I love reading the emails. I love responding to them. Andrew loves responding to them. It gets us up in the morning. We love it. So that's it, guys. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks again for hanging out with us. And we look forward to the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, Matt. Peace, guys. Later. Later.